0: Who's enjoyed this series on James? Give a little holler. It's been challenging, right? I get to wrap up the end of James today. We're going to read through the the passage. We're in James 5. Um, We've been going through this. It's down-to-earth faith. As we were preparing this, my hope was really, because James is such a practical book, that it would be a practical feel to this whole series. It would be something that God would move in us. I know our home group has been wrecked is the wrong word, but that's the word that's in my head. We've really been moved by a lot of these different messages, and we were talking about it um, the last couple times that we've met, and I'm encouraged to see God moving. Today we get to talk about prayer, because that's the way that James ended up. So we'll re- let's read through this, and then we'll jump in. Um, so this is James five thirteen through 20. It says, if anyone among you suffering, let him pray Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call to the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. let him know that whoever brings him back, brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. So there's a lot there to unpack. Here's my encouragement to you. We're going to make this really practical. So as I preach through this, I want you to begin thinking, what is it that I need prayer for today? Kind of giving you the end game of what we're doing. We've cleared out that space back there, and at the end, we're going to leave 10 to 15 minutes worth of prayer time. So my encouragement is, as you're studying through this, what is it that God would want you to ask for for prayer today? Is it healing? Maybe there's some sin that you need to confess? Or is there just something in general? Is there someone that's lost that we need to pray for today who has wandered away from God, and God's desire is reconciliation to bring him back? So that's my encouragement as we're sitting and learning from this today. Who are my prayer warriors? Who loves to pray? Raise your hands. I know there's a lot of you out there. Who, for some people, is prayer a struggle? Who'd be willing to be humble with me and know that at times prayer can really be a struggle? Because that's me. There's times where it's hard for me to pray. I want to give us some general thoughts on prayer as we begin. There's an amazing book that I've read and listened to several times called A Praying Life. If you're taking notes, you may want to write that down. It's by a guy named Paul Miller, and he is, he is so gracious in his approach that it's beautiful, but he's still very convicting. And I want to read what he wrote because he writes it better than I ever could. It says this, there's, I'm going to give you several quotes of his throughout the day, but this is the first one. It says, prayer is asking God to incarnate, to come and be a part of us, to get dirty in your life. Yes, the eternal God scrubs floors. For sure we know he washes feet, So take Jesus as his word and ask him. Tell him what you want. Get dirty. Write out your prayer requests. Don't mindlessly drift through the life of the American narcotic of busyness. How many of you are busy? That's the drug of choice today, right? Just stay busy. Then I don't have to think about stuff. If you try to seize the day, the day will eventually break you. But if you can seize the corner of his garment and don't let go until he blesses you, he will reshape the day. That desperate cry of let me just reach out. If only, talks about in Scripture, there was times where Jesus would be walking through a crowd and people would just try to get to him to reach out and grab his garment. If I could just grab onto a little bit of Jesus today, then my day could get reshaped. And it could be changed. So here in this passage, we see there are three types of healing that James is encouraging us with. On your notes, the first one there is physical healing. We see that Jesus wants to heal us physically. So I went through, as I was studying, I wanted to see, like, how many times did Jesus heal people? Basically, how many miracles did Jesus have? So I just started looking through, was pulling up different, all through scripture, and then also pulling up some different internet sites, looking through, okay, how many? And one of the great verses in all of this was, if it was actually recorded, the number of things that Jesus did, it would fill up every book that has ever been written. So in my mind, I was quickly reminded, okay, just because there's only... However many, there's debates, 37, 38 miracles that Jesus, let's not forget, like this is such a small sample set, because I believe as Jesus was walking through his world, his heart was for healing, was to bring people to him and to heal. But let's look at a few of those ways that God heals, because I want you to see that in all of this, it's God that heals, and the technique isn't magic, I want to make this a little bit more simple. Sometimes we look at it and we may think, man, if only I knew the right way to pray for somebody, or if only I had the right application for doing this, then maybe I'd be effective. Is anyone else like that? That's the way that I think sometimes. So many times Jesus simply spoke a word and people were healed. One of my favorite stories is the the centurion who came to him and had a servant who was sick. And he said, Jesus, if you will just say the word, then I know that my servant will be healed. And instead of needing to go to him, he simply spoke the word. There were several times where Jesus just said a word and people were immediately healed. Many times Jesus would put his hand on someone. So Peter's mother-in-law was sick with a fever and Jesus goes over and he reaches and he grabs her and he lifts her up. And it says that her fever went away. Didn't say a word, he simply lifted her up and her fever went away. So sometimes God used touch. He wanted to physically touch people. There was someone else like I was just mentioning. There was a lady who was bleeding for twelve years. I don't want you to miss this. Twelve years. The desperation in some of the stories, when you read through scripture, of people who are coming to God for healing is powerful. Twelve years she's doing this, and all she had to do, she was one of the ones that reached out and she touched his cloak, it says. And Jesus at that moment knew that someone had touched him. in this whole crowd, he stops and says, who touched me? And then he talked to her. He wanted to engage with her. He didn't want it to just be a, I'm going to keep walking and you're healed. He wanted that relationship side of it. I want us to see that, that God wants that relationship. And then he was, the healing was there. He didn't just let it be. Because he could have. He could have just kept walking and she would have been healed. Another man, 38 years old says he was an invalid for 38 years. Pretty sure after 38 years, I would have either given up or not assumed, but he sees Jesus, he calls out to him for mercy. And Jesus' response is so comical to me because he just, I think that there's part of this sense of humor. He says, do you want to get well? The guy's got to be thinking, are you kidding me? Like, of course that I want to get well. Like, that's exactly why I'm calling out to you. And God was able to heal him. So many other stories when you see Jesus spitting in the ground, making mud and putting it on people's eyes. One of the weirdest parts of scripture to me. Why is this what you chose? There had to have been a reason why that person got healed that way. And I'd love to find that story out someday. Another person who was deaf and mute, Jesus puts his fingers in the guy's ear and he grabs his tongue. Like... Sometimes you just say it, but other times like they, they needed that touch. So it's this really interesting thing around healing. And what I want to do is I want to demystify it a little bit because the technique is less important than Jesus or God being involved. And when we make it about the technique, I think we're off. When we, Oh, if I can just have a prayer shawl or if I can just have this will help this happen. No, if we connect to God and his desire to heal us, That's when healing can show up. So here's the first scripture that I want to read to us. It's in John, because I wanted to remind us of the importance of connecting to God when we're looking at how does physical healing come, when that shows up. So it's John 15, and it says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself. Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches." By this, my Father is glorified. Jesus is pointing it out. It's there for us. We can ask for it. Is it glorifying to God? God, give me a million dollars. May or may not happen. <laughs> Maybe. Is the purpose to glorify God? Is that what I'm looking at? Is that the desire that says, or is it really that I want to be, have an easy life where I don't have to connect with God because life is easy? Probably won't grant that one, right? because his desire is to be with me, and our desire should be to glorify God. Because by this the Father is glorified, so you may, you may bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. Is catching that? Let's connect to God in the middle of this, as we're asking him to heal later today. Are we abiding in him? Is the purpose of this to bring glory to God? Next verse is in Luke, and this is one, um, who remembers Greg Steer when he came? He had the board and the ax, and he was hitting, the, I just, I had to bring this up, but there was part of it as I was thinking through this that God revealed to me, so I'll point it out as we go, but it's Luke 5, Luke 5 17 through 20. It says, one day Jesus was teaching, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from all Judea and Jerusalem, Here it is. Don't miss this. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Sometimes I like to do things in my own strength. And I think, man, if I can just pray hard enough, if I can just do this well enough, then maybe God will listen. The power of the Lord was with Jesus. This is Jesus in his humanity needing the power of God to be with him. This is powerful, where he himself is reaching out, saying, "God the Father, be with me." The power came on Jesus to heal. So some of the men came and carried the paralyzed man. They he was on the mat, and they tried to get in, but it was too full. So what they did is they went up onto the roof, and they banged through. You guys remember that when Greg was sharing that with us? Like the amount of time that it would take, and Jesus is trying to talk, and there's just this clanging. Everyone's like, "What is happening?" These guys were so convinced if they could just get him before Jesus. Feel that faith that's rising inside of them. If only we can get before Jesus. Now, that's my heart for us. As we're looking towards physical healing, is our heart to be, if only I can get close to Jesus. Because that's what's going to heal us. Amen? The next thing that we're going to look at is this inner healing. This one's an interesting one. I really like it. The inner healing, this is often a process and is not, to be meant, is not meant to be done alone. So this is the part where he's talking about confessing our sins to one another. It's verse 16. It says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you will be healed. Interesting that in this instance, he's saying to confess to one another. There's not an alone. It's not just confess to God and that you'll be healed. But in this instance, James is really encouraging us. We need to go with other people. Are we with other people? Do you have a support system in your life? Are you part of a home group? Are you part of a core group or a smaller group of people where you can share your heart, your vulnerabilities, your weaknesses? See, there's a great part of prayer for inner healing that's a lot like surgery. There may be something in your life, I kind of what I wrote down was, maybe you need a gossipectomy. Maybe that's something that you really struggle with, and you need God to remove that from you. Or the other one that was really on my heart this week was an envy ectomy. Like, are you just envious of what other people have? Maybe someone has a nicer house or a nicer car. You just think, man, I just wish I could have that. Instead of trusting and realizing that God is enough for you, right? So it's like, God, take this envy out, and we want to have this envy ectomy. It's like a surgery. And sometimes God will. He will remove it. You pray and you confess it to others and it'll be gone. I know that that's happened for some people. And for other people, it's going to take the rest of your life. That's the way that God's going to choose to heal you. And He's going to choose to heal you slowly over time. And He wants you to do that in the context of community. Because when we have surgery, it's gone, right? Those of you who had surgery before, who's ever had their appendix out or other things? It's gone. But there still needs to be healing. Just because we're healed and that part of us is healed doesn't mean we need to take the time to realize that our body is going to take some time to heal. And God wants us to know that, that he may take some stuff out of your life if you pray for it today. But are you willing to take the hard work of recovery, the physical therapy, as it were, that's involved in walking with others and including God in this? Now that's my plug, home group, core group. Do you have people around you who are going to help walk you through this time? Because you have to remember it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. God is kind enough to continue to point out those things that we need to repent of, to bring us closer to him. He won't just let them linger. So some of us this morning may need inner healing. Our third point is on external healing. Sorry, eternal. I said it wrong. Eternal healing. This is the most important healing of all. This is the one that gives, that God gives to those of us that believe in him. We see it in Isaiah 53. Oh, sorry, this is the ultimate healing, is eternal healing. That's for your notes. Isaiah 53 Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we, we, when we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted, but he was pierced for our transgressions, and he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. God offers us an eternal healing. Are we willing to take it today? Another verse, Psalms, you can see crying out the psalmist writes, then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and he healed them. He rescued them from the grave. And in Romans, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. We're having a good conversation with someone the other day about Saying what scripture may talk about a sinner's prayer. Where it's this prayer where we confess, okay, God, I believe that everything you said is true. Confess with my my mouth that you are Lord and that God raised you from the dead. And is it enough just to stop there? Because that's really a fear of mine is, yeah, you can say one prayer and think, man, is this fire insurance? Like, am I really just trying to stay out of hell? But I'm not going to change any of the rest of my life. And the encouragement that I would have for you is to not just stop there, but to get into community, get in with other people, work out that salvation it talks about, where we're able to come before the Lord and really seek after that eternal salvation. I don't know if anyone in here is not saved, but my encouragement today is as we move into the prayer time that you'll deeply consider whether or not Jesus did what he said he did. Dying on the cross for your sins. To make a way for you to come back to God. So I'm going to have the worship team come back up. And I've asked a group of six or seven couples. They're going to make their way back to that back corner. And we're going to just make this really practical. Um, I know it was short. But what I really wanted us to do was have plenty of time to take a step of faith. In four different areas. There's four different ways that we're going to ask that you may step out and ask for prayer today. The first is that area of healing. So the scripture says, any of you that are sick, let them call upon the elders of the church and let them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. So I mentioned it earlier, but I do want to touch, touch again on what is this oil that it talks about. We've got oil in the back today. The oil isn't magic. The oil isn't the thing that's going to save you, but here's what the oil is. The oil is a point of faith contact where oil is representative of the Holy Spirit. And if you're open to it and you would like that, you can ask some of them as they're praying, if you have healing to anoint you with oil, they're going to put some oil on their thumb, they're going to put on your forehead. And much like baptism is a public and a physical expression of what God's done inside, Where we choose to be baptized, we choose to go under the water, and we come back up with new life in God. It's a physical way that we are representing what Jesus has done inside of us. That's what's happening here. It's a physical thing where we put it on there, and it's a point of faith. And we say, God, I trust you. But again, it's God that's doing the healing. So some of you need to be prayed for today for healing. Or maybe you know someone that needs prayer for healing. And let's take a risk together, church. Let's reach out. I know for me, sometimes I think, oh, my problem's not big enough to come up and get prayed for. That's what today is for. Today is a practical day where, where my prayer is and my hope is that we can move beyond that. That those of us need prayer for healing, will go do that. The second one is the inner healing, which is the confession of sin. He says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you will be healed. Some of you are holding on to sin in your life, that you need to expose. You need to be vulnerable enough to reach out and say, I need help in this area. So a word of encouragement for you today is that this is not a place for counseling. Some of you, if you have wounds that may take an hour to unpack, this is not the place for that. We don't have the time for that, unfortunately, but this could be a stepping stone for you where you just need to get it off of your chest and say, I need this. And then what you do is you look into meeting with either one of the pastoral team or the leaders here or someone on the board. You say, I really need help with this. And it may involve Christian counseling and it may take a while. But this could be that first step of just saying, this is something that I'm aware of. And you can able to get that off of your chest. Because we want to walk with you. I want to walk with you. If there's a way that I can be of help. I want to be in there with you because my life is messy. There's, reason, there's things that I need God to heal me from here. The third prayer is the prayer for those who are wandering. Many of us know people who have wandered away from Jesus. And I hope that all of us know someone who may not have ever even known Jesus. So the way that I want this one to work is I've put these baskets here and there's some notepads and pens up here and as we go into a song, I want everyone if possible to come up and write a name or several names of people who need Jesus, who need that eternal healing so that we get to celebrate with them in heaven someday. So throughout the song, you can make your way up, grab one of the note cards and a pen and write out as many names as you would like. We're gonna put them in these baskets and at the end, I'm gonna pray over them. I won't pray for each one, but as a group, I'm gonna pray through all of the names that are there. So be thinking through right now, God, who? Who do you want to be reconciled to you? Who do you want to know your love? So through the song, you're gonna have a chance to do that. And the last area of prayer is just general prayer. I didn't want to limit it just to the two things that were here in James. While I want to focus on them, the healing for physical, the inner healing where we're able to confess sin. The third is just a general prayer. Would you risk with me today, church, as we're going to spend an extended time, would you risk bringing whatever whatever burden you're carrying and bringing it to God today? I want God to meet with us. So I'm going to pray. And then the encouragement is to move to those stations. If you want to go to the back for the prayer during the song, at some point come up, write these these names down of people just as a physical act of putting it in. Once we're done with these, they'll go to the prayer team. And at the prayer meetings that we have and other times, we're going to pray for these people by name. So let me pray for us. Father, thank you for this word. It's a simple word, Lord. It's a simple word of dependence on you, but it's not easy. It's not easy for me to humble myself and say, I need help. I don't want to do this on my own. I want to invite you into my pain, those deep areas that I've been wounded. I want you to meet me there. because it could be a physical healing, it could be a spiritual healing or an emotional healing that we need today. So Holy Spirit, move now in power. I pray for all the names that are gonna be written down that you'll give us clear names to write down of people who need to know you, who need to feel your love, to experience you more fully, to become more and more like you, to become alive and not dead. I trust you to move in power today, Lord, as we practically walk out what you've ex- what you showed us to do here in Scripture. Pray for many healings today. I stand in faith knowing that you are able. You are so able to meet us here today. In his powerful name, the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.